Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Holtcast. Cole Petum here as always, and we're back to talk all things Aston Villa Football Club. We're going to try to leave the uh, inevitable Jack Gorillas chat to the very end because um, personally, I have no energy for it. I'm exhausted. Twitter is just an absolute battering ground right now if you have any opinion around that. So we'll leave that to the end to get the abuse from probably listeners and whoever wants to comment on this podcast. But we're going to discuss all things preseason, uh, Leon Bailey's imminent signing to the club as well and just probably have general nonsense chat because we do that anyways and people still listen so thank you very much but anyways let's go to the panel first Tom how's it going yeah not too bad thank you I mean uh as good as can be really while we cling on to the roller coaster that is uh Aston Villa fandom at the moment uh it's been a it's been a dramatic few days isn't it really um and now we're in. We're firmly into wait and see stage. I think with Grealish, um, but I mean Leon. We were saying before, just before we came on, like Leon Bailey. At any other time, if we're not in the middle of a Grealish saga, then all we'd be feeling is excitement about Leon Bailey signing, right? So uh, that has uh, gone some way to relieving the pressure and the negativity, I think. But um, we're at that point now where I'm just looking forward to getting back out on the pitch. Um, and playing actual football instead of playing speculation off the pitch. So, Absolutely. And Tom's very excited because he just forked out a bunch of money for basically the same microphone I have, and he knows how to use the mute button on it. So uh, I can see his smile right now. with Getting all over my technological challenges. Yes. Exactly. There we go. One, one issue at a time, guys. One issue at a time. Um, Simon, how's it going? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks. Uh, I think Tom's just basically summed up what virtually every Villa fan's feeling at the moment. It's just been a yeah an interesting couple of days and I think we kind of well I'm sure we'll get to it later but I think we all just sort of want this done pretty quickly and just move on and get get the season started now yeah quite literally to be honest I'm already tired of transfers and I feel like that's just a villa thing to be honest from as far as I can remember but of course last but no means least Seb how's it going yeah, it's good. I wouldn't be a Villa summer without a few controversial rumours coming up in the press. But from a personal standpoint, it was nice to be back amongst Villa fans for the first time in what feels like forever. And I can't wait for the season to start now. Yeah, fair enough. And I should mention as well, guys, we're probably going to be all over the place with this one, as we always are. But within a few days, we've had the away kit. Uh, of course get launched which I'm a very big fan of so maybe we'll talk about that very quickly too but then you had of course the Grealish news and then you have the Bailey news so you probably have the biggest kind of bipolar mood swing I don't even know how to describe the last 48 hours of my life to be honest around Villa but uh, it's been absolute 
craziness. But actually, you know what? Let's start with preseason first because that precedes everything. Of course, we played Walsall first. That was a 4-0 win, um, a 2-0 loss to Stoke that I think everyone wants to forget. Um, thank you, Wesley, of course, for the red card as well. And of course, yesterday we beat Bristol City 3-0, um, which of course Seb went to and of course um, Simon went to the Walsall game. So Simon, I'll come to you first, just to kind of get like a match day experience out of you. How'd you find being back? Oh, it's brilliant. It it just, I mean, I, I was lucky enough to have got to the uh, England-Denmark semi-final in the US. That was like my first proper experience back at a football game. But going, being in the stands, watching Aston Villa play football again was was just brilliant. Um, it, it was kind of weird, really, because there's no like social distancing or masks required or anything like that. So it it was a bit hard at first because obviously it's been what, about 18 months now since well, since I was last at a Villa game, I think. So um, it was it was strange, but <clears throat> it was just brilliant. And it's a decent performance on the pitch as well. So can't really complain. Emmy Brendia and Ollie Watkins had a nice early link up. Now, OK, it was only against Warsaw, who, you know, they're not they're not the best of teams, let's be honest. But the passes that Brendia made, like <clears throat> they'll cut any defence open. Like, it, it's the way he sort of can take the ball on the half turn on the halfway line, bring it forward and spot the run and then actually be able to play the pass as well was really impressive. Um, second half, some of the youngsters came on and did quite well. I, I quite like the look of Alvin Ramsey. I thought he looks like a, a decent little player, to be fair. Um, the one big takeaway I had from it was there's obviously been a lot of talk of Keenan Davis being moved out on loan. For me, if it's a choice of keeping Davis or Wesley at the club, you keep Davis. Wesley, I know he hasn't played for a long time and it's obviously going to take him a while to get back to some sort of match fitness. But he was so far off the pace in that Warsaw game. I mean, after five minutes, he was absolutely knackered. And I just think if we sent Davis out on loan, I'd be worried of having Wesley as your only backup striker, unless he's wanting to maybe promote Brad Young or Louis Barry uh, to get a few more first-team minutes this season. I don't know if that's their plan. But uh, yeah, Wesley would concern me. I, personally, if you could, I'd cut my losses on him and, and just get rid. I don't think he's going to be good enough to take us to where we want to go now. I think he's just not at our level anymore. Well, there's the first heavy take of the day. So <laughs> welcome to the whole cast, guys. Uh, we're full of these sometimes. Seb, let's, well, we'll skip over the Stoke game because, to be honest, I don't really think anyone cares about that result in particular. I think the sky was falling, especially even during a preseason loss. And then you had the Wesley sending off, which was just mental. But anyways, let's let's skip over to Bristol. Of course, that was on the Saturday yesterday. You'll hear this on the Monday. Today's Sunday, yada, yada, yada. But anyways, Seb, how'd you find being back? Yeah, I mean, I loved it. There's nothing better than sitting in amongst Villa fans and, you know, experiencing that atmosphere, it's, which is something I've missed so much. It was quite weird because the build-up to the game was sort of really flat and sombre, I think, you know, with one thing on everyone's mind, it sort of almost took away from the fact that it was actually a match day and everyone was back inside a football ground together. It was very flat, you know, chants were being started, but it was half-hearted. Then some fans were singing Grealish's name and some were going, no, that's not for me. But as the game went on, as soon as the team came out, you know, the fans backed the team and the players that were on the pitch as they should have done. And it turned into a really good atmosphere, probably fueled slightly by the referee. Um, But, you know, as a friendly game, 
all things considered, it went well. It was a good atmosphere. People wanted Grealish to stay as they made clear to him. And yeah, we played well. So that's always a bonus as well. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we only have one preseason game left. That's against Sevilla uh, next weekend. And then the real fun starts. So we should probably see most of the first team starting for that game, you would imagine, with maybe a few kind of surprise substitutes, I guess you could say at this at this stage. I don't know. I mean, at this point, we have so many youth players right now. I feel like none of them are really a surprise to feature. Um, we're literally youth FC at this point. But uh, let's actually go on to our thoughts on the away kit next, of course. Um, I completely forgot to even really mention that in kind of the run-up before this. So sorry, guys. But uh, nonetheless, it's a, it's a homage to the European Cup season, of course. But Tom, I'll come to you first. What did you think of it? For me, I think it's smart, sleek, and it's simple. But what do you make of it? And it's pretty much my thoughts on it as well. I think it's really nice, I have to say. Um, I'm not surprised. Obviously, I was expecting us to do something in terms of uh, throwing back to the 82 kits. I did think we might get a bit of that with the home and away. Um, but I like. I think the away kit's really nice. I like last year's away kit as well, to be fair. I prefer the simplicity does it for me. Um, and I think it's it's really clean. This one we did we did a similar thing, didn't we, a few years ago? I think it was a, I think it was fourteen fifteen when we had a when we had Daffabet on the front. I've just got visions of Ashley Westwood. Oh, don't <laughs> please don't. Yeah, throwing back to the glory days, right? Uh, but I, I mean, I think I think it's really really nice. The home kit has grown on me a lot as well. Um, seeing it, you know, seeing us actually wearing it on the pitch, I really like that. So. You know, whatever our starting lineup looks like, at least we're going to look clean and fresh, right? Yeah, now I just have visions of Tom Cleverly in my head right now, to be honest. Um, yeah, our, our our greatest loan signing of the last 10 years. Uh, so many stars to choose from, from that 14-15 oh, team, right? Uh, was the Cuba Silla still around at that point? I'm not really sure, but uh, shout out to him. I hope he's doing well. Simon, what do you make of the kit? Yeah, I really like it. Um, I, mean, I, I did actually like the home kit as well, to be fair, when that first came out. I, I, I thought there was a bit of a strange negative reaction to that. But anyway, one, I really like, yeah, like you said, it's it's uh, it's sim- it's simple, but it's it just looks nice. Like there's, I think Tom's right with simplicity sometimes. You, you don't need to go mental with a kit. Like a good kit should be quite easy to do. And the simpler it is, often the better it actually looks. And yeah, I just think it's a really smart design. It's just a shame that it's, Kappa that's making them, but you know, you can't have everything, can you? Oh, guys, just be sure to size up whatever you do. That's uh, that's <laughs> something the fact that usually I'm a small, like, or maybe a medium on a good day. The fact that I like I just snug into a medium is like it just makes me feel so self conscious. It's not even funny. Or you'll see people that are medium somehow getting extra larges just because they might have more like height versus like width. It's yeah, it's mental, but anyways, Seb, how do you find the kit? Uh, yeah, with Simon's comments then, I don't think Kappa will be too eager to sponsor us anytime soon. But in fairness, in terms of away kits, Kappa have done quite well. I think we've had the blue one the year we first came up, the black one last year, and then the white one this year. So all in all, apart from sizing and fittings, and obviously the material that they used from falling apart every day or two, They've actually looked quite nice. So, yeah, look, on the players, it looks a lot better than on the fans, as expected after lockdown. But no, I I couldn't be happier. It's always nice to have a bit of a tribute to something that in your club's history, I think fans of any club will agree with that, not just ours. So, yeah, at least we look good whilst playing. 
Yeah, I mean, hopefully the product on the pitch this year is as good as the kid, of course. That's what we all want. It's nice to kind of have the little kind of uh, tribute to that as well on the back of the neck as well. Little things like that. I think it's subtlety that makes those things best. You don't really have to whack it on on really kind of ambiguous areas where you think, look, we've done something. Um, You'll see some places in North America or teams in North America do that. And it's just like, yeah, okay, we get it. You, You had success. And then, of course, you get people from like 30 odd years ago saying, well, that was 30 odd years ago. It doesn't matter anymore. Well, you know what? What has, has your club done? But anyways, let's get on to Leon Bailey next. Of course, that was brought out on Saturday. He's been linked for weeks on weeks now. Of course, uh, Villa and Bayer Leverkusen have agreed a fee. Um, apparently, the initial bid was £30 million. Uh, apparently, they wanted 35 So let's just assume at this point that we met that. Um, subject to a medical and personal terms. And apparently, as of today, according to everyone on Twitter, the personal terms have been agreed. It's just a medical in Florida um, at this point that has to be Uh, completed and that should be wrapped up so i'm sure with how things go in villa land it'll probably be delayed and not till like the end of the week or something like that just knowing how villa twitter is and with everything and you know what guys i think the more we tweet the club asking for things the less we're probably going to get it so let's just calm things down on that end but uh Nonetheless, a very exciting signing. Jamaican international, of course, competed in the Olympics. So we probably won't see him for a little bit nonetheless. And we'll have to give him a little bit of leeway to bet himself in as well. But Tom, I'll come back to you first. A fantastic signing, isn't it? I mean, I think so, really. It's one of those that, I mean, like we said, uh, if if we weren't in the middle of such a horrendous saga over Grealish, uh, we'd all be foaming at the mouth about this signing, I think. Um, I haven't, you know, I don't watch, I can't profess to watch Bundesliga like week in, week out, but Leon Bailey is a name that I've been aware of for at least a couple of years because I think it's, uh, he's been pretty consistent. He was in the team with Leverkusen with like Kai Havertz and I believe was one of their standout players around that sort of time as well. And I think he's just exactly uh, the kind of player that we need. He's got enough of a profile to show that we are making progress in our goals in terms of whether that's surrounding Grealish with high quality players or whether that's ensuring that we have a more even spread of quality across the team post Grealish. Um, Either way, I think he is an ideal addition for us, really. Playing style sounds like he's quite direct, very quick, uh, decent with both feet, scores goals, gets assists. I saw his goals and assist stats. I feel like Seb is going to whack these out when we go over to Seb because he's normally our stat man. Um, Oh, I've set him up now. Sorry, Seb. Um, but I think it was something like 49 goals and assists in about 110 Bundesliga games or something like that. It was about, it was about one goal contribution every two games. Can't really argue with stuff like that from the wing. Um, and it's one of those things, right, isn't it? Like now, okay, if you're looking at Buendia, Grealish, Bailey, Watkins as a front four, that I think is pretty phenomenal, particularly compared to where we were the last couple of years. Even if you take Grealish out of that, it's still looking a lot more balanced, I would say, than we were last season with Grealish inside. Um, and so it, it's that building forward for the future. The one thing I will say about the announcing the deal, Cole, like you said, is that I do not think that Villa would have announced this deal already if we weren't in the middle of the situation that we're in. Like, I don't think, you, I, I don't think, I'm not expecting any problems going forward with the deal because I'd seen reports already that Bailey was keen on the move. It was just haggling. I think we were haggling over the last 5 million of the fee or something like that was the rumour. 
Um, so it doesn't sound like there's going to be a hitch with it, but I think in normal circumstances, this deal would have been announced like at the end of this week or something. But I think there's a bit of a bit of sort of jostling going on um, in terms of making our ambitions clear right now. Have seen some reports that um, we're on a bit of a drive this week, what with the Ward Prowse stuff as well, which we'll probably come on to. I think we're on a bit of a drive to um, prove ourselves to a certain player before he makes this decision. So, but signing Leon Bailey, not a bad way to go about it. No, and if you've seen YouTube compilations, the man flicks the ball over everybody and just scores absolute beauties as well. So we should we should be very happy. But in all seriousness, it's a, a fantastic signing. Very excited to see it. And I think like, well, I mean, if you're playing a drinking game while listening to this, every time we say Grealish, then you're probably already hammered. But nonetheless um with or without jack i think what an attack this is i don't think i've ever seen it this good in my lifetime supporting villa so i'm very excited we'll hope for the other shoe to drop on the whole grealish thing we'll get to probably in a minute but as tom said as well we had the bid for uh james ward prost rejected for 25 million as well so much has happened in the last 24 hours i don't even know what to even say or kind of keep up with anymore but Simon, I'll get to your thoughts next. What do you make of the signing? And if you want to kind of throw your thoughts in on WordPress as well, go ahead. Uh, so with Bailey, it seems like a very exciting signing. I mean, similar to Tom, I think I've said a, a couple of weeks back in our WhatsApp group that I didn't really know much about him. Um, but I think the reaction from sort of other journalists um, like on Twitter in the last day or two when after that um, deal was announced yesterday, they all, everyone seems to be saying like, what a signing that is. So that's, uh, you know, if, if neutrals are saying, God, you, you've got yourselves a good deal there, then that's something to be positive about. And I think the fact with him and Brendia signing is sort of, you know, uh, what Thomas was saying there, whether Grealish really stays or not, the fact is we all knew last season that when he wasn't playing, we had no other creative outlets. So to have brought in two other ones to either compliment him or you know want to replace him is we had to do it and to, to get it done is you know he's brilliant to, to get it over the line uh with Ward Prowse I really like him uh, I think he's a really good player the only issue would be is it will cost an awful lot of money and it's kind of like with us obviously if we're going to sell Greenish we'd probably sell him for more than what maybe fans of other clubs who think he's worth, but he's worth that to us. And I think it would be a similar sort of thing with Ward Prowse and Southampton that you'd have to pay more money than he's actually worth, but he's worth that much money to Southampton. So I'm not I'm not convinced that, that one will probably go over the line. The one other transfer rumour that's come about in the last 24 hours or so is the 40 million for Todd Cantwell. And I really hope that's just nonsense from the sun because... He's not a forty million pound player. That I, would, I would, I'd be pretty annoyed if we spent more on Todd Cantwell than we did on Emmy Brendia. I think everyone would be confused as how that's happened. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be keen on that one. But Bailey, great signing, and Ward Prowse, work in progress. I think that one might be. Yeah, look, I think I'll start with Ward Prowse. I mean, I think every club has one of their Ward Prowses, and if they don't, then they're severely missing out because. You think about it with West Ham, with Rice, with Leeds, with Calvin Phillips, Villa, obviously, with Jack. You know, it brings the fans and the players together immediately and it sustains a connection. And those players staying at those clubs for that amount of time is good for all involved. I think 
Ward Prowse would cost a substantial fee, I think. Probably a lot more than he's worth, but obviously Southampton dictates what he's worth to them as we've dictated with Man City, so that's completely understandable. Moving on to Bailey, I think all credit once again has to go to NSWE. I think it's been kept relatively quiet. Obviously, I think we knew that we were interested or there was an amount of interest, but until yesterday, I don't think anyone was expecting an imminent breakthrough, which is pleasantly surprising, especially with the news that we've had for most of this week already. But the thing I like about Bailey, obviously Tom's put me on the spot, so I've quickly drawn up my phone and in a desperate attempt to find something out, but he brings flexibility because... He's played on the left wing, he's played on the right, but he's also played as a centre forward, bearing in mind it's only seven or eight times when Leverkusen played that false nine last year. But it allows us to be fluid in our attacks because obviously Jack said it himself, he likes playing in the 10. So unless it's to convince him that he can play in that 10 while Bailey goes on the left, Bailey's played 123 games as a left winger, so... He's not a, a ghost to playing there as well on the right. 78 games, scoring 21 goals there as well. 31 in left wing. He's also scored playing centre forward. So, you know, he can score goals and he can set them up as well. Playing all over the front three, which I think is what Smith is looking for with Brendia as well. Because obviously we all know Brendia can do the same. But yeah, I think what we need to do though is we need to reserve our judgment just slightly because. Players from the Bundesliga tend to struggle in the first few games in the Prem. I think if you look at Kai Havertz and Timo Werner, they were two players especially that came into the club with, not our club, into Chelsea with a lot of hype and a lot of anticipation and probably didn't hit the ground running even though they went and won the Champions League and they were very successful. The players that they bought probably started the season quite poorly, but obviously they picked up their feet and... That's exactly what I'm expecting Bailey to do. Being only 23 years old, I'd be very surprised if he came in and hit the ground running straight away. But it's what it allows us to do, which is why we're going for more attacking players to give us those better quality options off the bench as well. Simon mentioned Cantwell for 40 million. I mean, look, the money's not coming out of my pocket, so I'm not in a position to sit here and be tight about what the fee is. If Norwich value Cantwell at 40 million, 10 million above Wendia, then fair enough. I think they must be drinking down at Norwich, but that's not for me to say. Um, what I like about Cantwell is he's he's a bit questionable at times. I don't know whether that's the right word. He he has that air of he can wind up an opponent and he can rile the fans up. And I think that's something we were missing last year. I think when Jack was out, I think you saw it especially. We were a very nice team. I think we'd barely start scuffles. We'd barely be the ones to surround the referee in the decision to hound them. And I think that's what successful teams need in their side. They need a player who can rile the players up, who can get in the opponent's faces and can just wind them up pretty much. So, I mean, obviously we can't spend 40 million if on a player just to take the piss out of the opponents. But, you know, he's a good footballer. 40 million, probably not, though. We've, I think we've got to be really careful now with when assessing prices and valuations of players because we're in an awkward situation already. Whether or not we accept 100 million for Grealish 
<clears throat> just the fact that 100 million for Grealish is being talked about is raising the prices for us, I think. Obviously, particularly if we sell him, because then everyone knows we've got 100 million burning a hole in our pocket. But I think people or other clubs are already cottoning on, I think, to the fact that, to be quite honest, we've got 100 million burning a hole in our pocket already. Like That's the state of our owners. And so I think when you're talking about this, like with Cantwell, there's the, I think, a factor in the fees that we've already taken Buendia off them. Uh, Cant, that has made Cantwell more important to them. And I think they know that in the... I, I, want, I wonder now if Norwich are thinking they could have charged us more for Buendia, to be honest. I think it's become a bit apparent to them that we've got a lot of money <laughs> and they maybe could have held out for a bit more. Um, so like, it's not surprising me that we're talking about like 40 million for Cantwell. I'm not sure if I would want to pay it, but as Seb said, like I don't have to, I don't have to scrabble around and try and not to get the 40 million myself, do I? So um, Ward Prowse, I sort of, I feel a bit funny about the fact that we've gone in for 20, with 25 million for Ward Prowse because there's not a chance in hell, like, and it's not even that you're going to have to go up. I don't even think you're going to have to go up five or 10 million from that. I think if you're Southampton, I wouldn't sell Ward Prowse to anybody for below 40 million. And to be quite honest, I'd be pushing for closer to 50 million from Villa for Ward Prowse. I've got to be honest, because Southampton probably see Villa as a club that, okay, if not quite on par, then certainly should be in the same ballpark as them in terms of league finishes and what, what the aspirations are. So I don't understand why they'd sell to a theoretically rival club who they know is absolutely loaded. He's their captain. He's their, like you said, he's their Grealish. He's their sort of talisman. I don't understand why they'd sell him for less than like 50 million. And I'm not sure that I am. I like Ward Prowse a lot, but like it's a hell of a lot of money. And if you're talking about that sort of area. Yeah. Um, one quick thing on the Cantwell thing. Um, I do think he's a good player, but 40 million. And again, it's not my money, but 40 million is a lot to spend on a player to do some dances and stuff in front of the the whole tender something to kind of jazz people up or whatever, like little J-Lings things. I don't know why I'm doing it on the camera, but anyways, no one will see this. So I only embarrass myself in front of you guys. But uh, from one captain to another, um, we don't have too much time left in this call, but let's just briefly talk about Jack Grealish. I mean, things could change tomorrow, so I don't really want to go into it too, too much. But Seb, we'll come to you first. General thoughts? Tired, Carl. <laughs> it feels... Uh, it's just been going on all week. I think the most part of early last week, the rumours were starting to come out about City's genuine interest. And I think Villa fans batted that away with almost a close shot. He's not going anywhere. City will never pay 100 million. Then City pay 100 million and it's panic stations. Everyone go to Twitter. Oh no, what's going to happen? And after after yesterday, it seems to have calmed down a little bit. I mean, there's hundreds of rumours coming out, so I'm not going to tap into one specifically because you never, ever know what to believe. But look, Villa are in the driving seat. Villa remain in the driving seat. He remains a Villa player until we see that post from the official Villa website saying that he's left. So until that day comes, I'm going to try not to think too much about it because it only puts unwanted stress on the fan base and... I just feel so sorry for Palace now with what they've had to go through with Zaha for all those years. I know how it feels now and I never, ever want to go through it again. Yeah, and I, I think one thing with the £100 million bid, it kind of shows City's hand too because 
like a lot of people commenting on a release clause and all that kind of stuff. Well, if there was, we'd probably already had that announced because there really isn't any choice. That's my opinion on that. But the other way I look at it too is if you're bidding that much to start with, that's only the beginning. Like realistically, if they're comfortable with that, they're comfortable with more. So I'm sure we're not at the end of this by any means. Apparently they're going to move on if nothing's decided by the end of the week anyways. But Simon, how do you feel about all this? Uh it's just it's not great. Um I kind of I'm sort of eighty twenty that I think he'll go at the moment. It's, I don't think it's as clear cut that he'll definitely leave as I think maybe some people would have you believe. Um I think obviously he'd be interested in going there. <clears throat> Why wouldn't he? But I, I do think there is there's still a pull for him to possibly stay at Villa. For one more year, but I mean, how many years can we keep saying, "Oh, just go on one more year, Jack, one more year"? But um, I'm kind of, I'm trying to. Yesterday, I was, I was thinking about it, and I was, you know, I was taking like emotion out of it from his point of view. He'll be 26 in September. It's unlikely that within the next four or five years, Villa will be playing in the Champions League. Like this, we're still quite away from from that level, and the fact is, he's an outstanding footballer, you no, know, arguably a world-class footballer playing in a mid-table Premier League team at the moment. Like, we've got no right, really, to have a player of his ability there. So like, just from a taking fan emotion out of it, I could see why he'd be interested in that move. But there's just, the, the fan in me is just like, oh, come on, Jack, just just one more year. We're signing, we're signing Brendan, we're signing Bailey, you know, just give us one more year, but he's one of those. I just want it done and dusted. I and I, I, I think probably by Tuesday or Wednesday we'll have it. I don't think it'll go to the end of the week. I think pretty early on, like we were saying, I think before we record it, as soon as that meeting tomorrow's done, I think you'll have a pretty good idea what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like that's the thing. My prevailing emotion, as with all of us, I think, is like just let's just get this over with. What? Let two weeks yesterday, two weeks yesterday, wasn't it? The first game of the season. I'm pretty upset that we happened to have these discussions so late but I get it it was with the Euros and everything and so that I mean what I would say is that like Simon like obviously obviously you can understand why he might want to go you can understand the the appeal of it um but I the, the thing is is that it's all been speculation right it's all been paper talk the media have been whipping it up into a frenzy most of that has come uh, Seb's raised a good point like most of that has come from the city end I haven't heard that much from the Villa end. And obviously, like you would expect to hear more from the City end because it's their potential signing rather than our potential sale. Like you'd naturally hear more speculation from that end. But I still haven't seen that much until the last couple of days with the actual bid. And there's some talk that the bid's going to be accepted. But again, it's just media talk. Until the last couple of days, one of the reasons I've been so positive about it is that I haven't really seen very much at all that suggests solidly that he wants to go I think it's more of a situation where if he encounters the situation where we're happy to sell him for like 100 million then obviously he's going to be deep, relatively happy to go play with De Bruyne play with Mares, play with all these players play under Pep like there's obvious appeal there but then I, I honestly I still am getting the feeling that if we were, were to just flat out say we're not selling him or we say, all right, we're going to sell him, but we want 150 million and City are like, again, that's too hot even for us with our 63 million transfer record or whatever it is. If we said we don't want to sell him, I really get the feeling that Grealish would kind of just pull his socks up, 
look ahead to playing with Brendia, Bailey, whoever else we might get in before the end of the window. Like there's there's strong appeal on both sides, right? I, I think that's the thing. And I don't want to read too much into the like, oh, he's a fan. He's going to want to stay because that's dangerous territory where you're ruling with your heart rather than your head. But I really feel like it's all in Villa's hands. I, I, I don't think it's at all a situation where if Villa say we're not selling you, we're going to get a revolt from Grealish. Um, so, I mean, we'll just see. But I'm prepared to have egg on my face in 24 hours time when something's something's probably been confirmed look i think tom's right i think Grealish should be quite happy to just pull his socks up to about round his ankles and just get down to it and play for villa because he's a villa fan and as villa fans you want to play for aston villa so he's not going to be unhappy about it he's i can't see him putting in a transfer request obviously you know He's not the brightest spark, so it wouldn't surprise me if he has any idea of what's going on at the moment and the absolute frenzy that his name is causing online. But that's because we love him and we love our captain and we'd be devastated to see him go. But we're Aston Villa. We're not Jack Grealish FC. So if he goes, we'll have to grit down. I'm sure we'll still head down to Villa Park and the numbers will still be the same and the love for Aston Villa will still be the same. It will just be one without Jack Grealish because he's living all of our dreams at the moment. I think you can all agree that as Villa fans, we dream of growing up and scoring against Blues and jumping into the whole tent and being that captain for our team. And he's done that and he's taken us all on that journey with him. So we'd be gutted to see him leave, but we can deal without him. We've we've sold players before and we'll do it again. And guys, we'll uh, we'll wrap things up there. We've definitely went on for more than long enough. Thank you very much to Simon, Tom, and Seb for joining me um, this morning or this afternoon, I guess, depending on the time zone we're all in. Of course, you guys will hear this, um, I guess, maybe even on the Sunday on or early Monday. I really haven't decided when we'll upload it, depending on the Grealish news. So maybe the sooner the better. But of course, uh, check out the description below wherever you're getting this podcast to find these guys on Twitter. Of course, you can email the podcast Holtcast at gmail.com. I'd imagine we'll be back within the next few days chatting about Jack Grealish, whether he stays or goes. So you'll either have a very uh, somber or uh, happy podcast. I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens there. We'll also have a season preview here very shortly as well. So lots of stuff coming up back to a regular schedule, but don't forget up the villa. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.